you turn with me to your, our scriptural reference. We're going to be looking at St. John, the fifth chapter. Amen. Do you have it over there? St. John, the fifth chapter. We're going to start reading at the first verse, and I ask that it be put up here in the King James Version. Amen. So I'll read it from my paper, and you can read it along. We're going to go from John, the fifth chapter, beginning at the first verse through the 11th verse. If you feel like standing on your feet in respect of the word, amen, you may do so. Amen. Amen. St. John, the fifth chapter in the first verse begins, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of the blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 30 and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now there a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another will step it down before me. Jesus said unto him, rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews, therefore, said unto him that was cured, it is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for thee to carry your bed. He answered them, he that made me whole, the same said unto me, take up thy bed and walk. My brothers and sisters, I call your attention to the words in the 11th verse. The same said unto me, take up your bed and walk. And I offer you for our subject today, when God speaks change, Things change, amen. <laughs> praise God. Let us give God some hand praise, amen. Amen. Now, I'd like you to find the eyes of somebody. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit on this thing. Amen. Amen. Look at Brother Paul, Elder Heck, amen. Say, say, neighbor, when God speaks change, things got to change. And I, believe, and I believe I'm set up for a change this morning. And things going to change. Now let's give God some hand praise. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> yes, we are looking at a time in the Judean world when our Jesus walked the earth incarnate. He had not been crucified yet, and he was still doing miracles here and there. And the Bible tells us when he entered Jerusalem, there was a large feast going on there. Some have said it was a, the feast of the Passover. Some said it was a different Jewish feast. And, some, and the Jews still celebrate a lot of feasts today. Do you know that? Yeah. yeah. But curiously enough, by the sheep market, because this was a time when they were selling sheep right in the middle of the city. Amen. They say by the sheep market there was a pool that had five porches, and it was called Bethesda. And all around that pool in the middle of Jerusalem lay the sick people, the lame people, the crippled, the halt, the diseased, the, you know, mentally disturbed. And they were all lying around him. They said that curiously enough at a certain season or time of the year or time of the month or whatever time he came, people would, the, an angel would come and stir the water up. Uh-huh. And people would step in it and they were healed. Okay? Now it's probably like something like how many of you've been to Arizona and seen the what are they called? Geysers or Yeah. Yeah, right. Where the steam shoots up and the water is hot and they say it's good for arthritis and all kinds of things. <laughs> but they said that, you know, they believed that an angel was getting in the water and stirring it up because it would boil up. And if you got in there, you felt better. You were healed. Now, I'm curious. I'm a curious person. I like to do research. I like to read, and I like to look up things and check them out. Do you know that they said until the 20th century, they thought this was a made-up thing. They couldn't find any signs of a pool having been in Jerusalem. And so about 19, I think, uh, 15 or 16, they were digging, about to put in a new parking lot, and they dug a few layers deeper than they usually dig, and what did they find? A pool, amen, with five porches. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, is that something? And they said, this has to be Bethesda. Hmm, yeah. Well, we see this man lying beside this pool. And Jesus goes up to him and says, uh, you know, I'm going to kind of make a vernacular. A fellow, you know, <laughs> would you be made whole? Did you want to get well? And the guy, knowing the process, that's why I like what uh, Minister Dracar preached last uh, week, trust the process that Jesus brings. Yeah, not the process you know already. But this man who knew the process, you know, the process was as soon as the water started bubbling and got, you know, and the angel was in there stirring it up, then you had to get in there quick so you could get the healing, the portion of healing that was going to be given to you. But guess what this man said? He says, because he didn't know who Jesus was, he said, every time, every time <laughs> the water starts boiling up and it's time for me to get in there, he said, first of all, ain't nobody helping me get in. I can't find nobody to help me. 
he says, and then somebody inevitably jumps in front of me and gets in there before I can get in. So the Bible says he had been coming there 38 years, crippled and halt. I want you to visualize, if you can, how these people must have looked lying around there waiting to get their chance to jump into this pool. And here was this man feeling so bad because not only could he not get in there by himself, but nobody would help him and people would jump in front of him. Oh, this was a pitiable situation. Yes, it was. The Bible says that when pitiable situations like this happen, <clears throat> especially if you had leprosy or something, people eventually got tired of you and they throw you out of the city. If you had leprosy, you better not bring yourself in that city. Probably looked a little bit like monkeypox. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so you had to be placed on the outside of the city. I believe that this situation of this helpless man Pitiable as all get out. This whole scenario and the coming of Jesus on the scene is an excellent portrayal of several pertinent points of instruction. Okay? Instruction, wisdom, and deliverance. Some of us need all three today, amen? amen. I know I do. I need some more instruction wisdom, and deliverance. I welcome some more instruction to run this race. I need some more wisdom to be able to address some perplexing situations. And oh, don't we know to be able to reel and, and really celebrate and worship in complete freedom, we need some more deliverance. Amen? Amen. Because a lot of us, as soon as we leave home and go home, that's where the problems are. Oh, Lord Jesus. Yes, yes, especially we got children there. Amen. That's where the problems are. Ah, Jesus from the plagues. The early distresses with our children and our loved ones. Jesus excelled even then and especially then in immediately recognizing. He asked the man, do you want to make whole, be made whole? But of course he could see that this was a crippled, lame, crooked man lying there. Yes, now. When we think about the fusses and the fights at home that come from stress, stress is causing a lot of disruption in homes today. You know that? It's hard. And, and people locked up together during COVID. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Well, people that are locked up and who are going through stresses and, and fusses and fighting and, oh, we, some of us have to take one pill to stay awake in the day and another pill to get to sleep. Amen. And you might as well say amen. I know you're doing it. Yay, amen. Yes. Uh-huh. Some have to say, well, I'll just take a little sip at night. This helps me drink. This helps me sleep real well. Yeah, that's right. And then in the morning, I got to have some strong coffee so I can wake up. Amen. Yeah, I know you're doing it because I'm doing it. I have to have me some strong coffee in the morning. Yes. Ah, and you even say, well, 
I know little Johnny is sick. My Johnny is sick today, uh, but I'm, Johnny's going to be well because I'm taking care of him and, and taking care of him well. And then you look around and, and little Tisha is sick. Mm-hmm. That's going on. Amen. Amen. And in the midst of all this that's happening, all of this confusion and perplexity and the government is doing this and fighting here and doing this and, and Russia's invading and all in the midst of all. And China's threatening to blow us off the planet. Yeah, and in the midst of all this, God speaks change. Oh, hallelujah. I'm about to change some things for you and your personal situation. Yeah, for those of us who look unto him, the author and the finisher of our faith and of this race, God says, I'm about to speak some change. <laughs> A new thing. Yeah. Uh -huh. So see this guy lying here at the pool of Bethesda and nobody will help him down into the water. Mm. I said that there were some points that we're going to look at in instruction, wisdom, and deliverance. Number one, first point of instruction, my brothers and sisters, stop counting on folks to help you out of your situation. Is that all right? Yeah, well, let's give God some hand praise. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm going to tell you why he sent this to us. Because when they don't help us out, we get bitter. We start to say, mm, now, nah, I just loaned him $25 a couple months ago. He know he got $25. He can loan me $25. And when they don't, we get bitter. And all it takes is a little seed of bitterness to grow up in you because the devil going to make sure he waters it. <laughs> he waters it. He going to say, yeah, he just bought a new car. Did you know that? He just took his family such and such and such. Did you know that? He could have loaned you that to him. And the devil's going to water it. And that seed of bitterness will grow and grow and just choke all the love and, and decency out of you. Because you start thinking about how I'm going to get him back. Oh, when I win this lottery, when my change comes. Oh, Lordy. Mm. God wants his people to trust him. Stop counting on people. Mm. Yeah, to change your situation. The cattle on a thousand hills belongs to God. Yes, I like what Elder Carl said this morning. He said, everything belongs to him. Yes, hallelujah. Every computer in every country belongs to him. Every bank and every banker. Every Cadillac and every Cadillac owner. And every Cadillac company. Every Jay-Z album and every Jay-Z contract deal. It belongs to God. Every NBA team and every coach and every rich owner and every million dollars sold at the games. Mm -hmm. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. Elder Carl said this morning he is our source. All that other stuff is just our resource. Mm. The Bible say even the king's heart is in the Lord's hand. Yeah, God. Hallelujah. 
That means Putin's heart is in God's hand. Yeah. His body too. God can show. My mother said God showed her a vision. He said, I can open my hand and men will live. I can shut my hand and men will fall down dead. And I can open my hand and men will live again. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense at all for the child of God to ever think that the master of the earth and the sea will forsake you, his child. Mm, trust God, for he is speaking change. And when God speaks change in your situation, things change. Things got to change. The master of the land and the ocean and the sea speaking change. Amen. Second point of instruction and wisdom that comes from our story of this man at the pool of Bethesda. When God tells you to do something, get up and do it. Amen. Simple, simple, simple. When God tells you to do something, get up and do it. <laughs> Jesus said, get up, fella. Take up your bed and walk. And the man did it. Let me tell you, sometimes when God tells you to do something and you don't see any way you can do it, while you, if you in obedience, make the step to do it, he begins to heal your situation. The Bible says when the man got up, immediately he was able to walk and carry, take up that bed and carry it. Mm. He could have said, but I can't walk. I've been in this situation 38 years and I just can't walk. Some of us do that, you know. Yeah, some of us do just that. Hmm. <laughs> yes, I know. Huh? I know I do that. I, I have to talk myself out of how I'm feeling. Some mornings when I get up, and I was telling Pastor Maybell this, and he tells me, oh, God, 95% improving on his leg condition. Yeah, we were getting the program together on the phone, and he told me now. Some mornings when I get up, let me tell you, I'm aching so that I can barely, you know, the legs, you know, over the nighttime, and if the air conditioner has been on or what have you, I'm kind of aching. I don't want to wake up Carl. So I get up and I go to the washroom and I'm barely walking in there and I'm aching and I look over at the mirror and I scare myself. Oh, God, God. <laughs> so I got to do something about this. So <laughs> I have to change my attitude amen good y'all don't see me in the morning good nobody sees me but god mm, amen but immediately <laughs> immediately i started thinking about the pills that i've got to take so that i'll feel better well god is speaking today hmm Thank God, and I'm going to accept it. He wants to change some of these situations. I told you this was for you and for me. Yes, it is. God wants us to change. He wants to change the process, but he wants us to believe that he can do it. Amen. Amen. So instead of me, the first thing, thinking about, well, I got to come ahead. I, gotta, I really got to look better before Carl gets up. Yeah, and I'm thinking that, and, and I got to take this pill so I can walk better, and I can walk down the steps, and I can make a call. Before I think that God wants me to say, oh, God, thank you for a pain-free day today. Amen. Thank you that everything is going to be accomplished. Amen. Yeah, God. 
Hallelujah. Thank you that once I get my hair combed up and face walk, I'm going to look like Beyonce. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, hallelujah. Don't delusion myself too much, huh? <laughs> yes. Now, God has spoken for you to take action against every situation that has you bound. Do you know that? And we won't do it. How many opportunities have we missed because we didn't think we could do it? We didn't let ourselves get out of doubt. We didn't let ourselves get out of long situations of poverty and misery. And we just wouldn't do it. God told you to invest in a little store. Mm, I'm not going to look at you all because some of you all going to feel this. God told you, yeah, this is tough, but it's tight. God told you to invest in a little store, maybe a little resale store, and sell your merchandise, and he would bless you abundantly, but you wouldn't do it. God said, get up, take up that bed, and walk. God told you to write a song and put it up on YouTube, but you wouldn't do it. <laughs> God told you he's going to bless your songwriting. He said, write you a book and watch me help you sell it, but you wouldn't do it. God told you to market your pies and your great barbecue rib sauce. Yeah, he did. He said, just try it. But you wouldn't do it. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad our God is a second chance God, aren't you? Come on, y'all, let's just praise him. Hallelujah. Yes. God said, get up, release, breathe, and move. Take up of that bed of complaining and sorrow and, and, and awful feeling about yourself and walk. <laughs> Sometimes God wants us to get up and find a different place to do spiritual warfare. Did you know that? Sometimes he wants you to get on every prayer line there is. Mm. Yes, and even wants you to begin one. Amen. If you can't wake up on Wednesday mornings at 5 o'clock, God said we'll begin one later. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes God wants us to go prostrate on our face. And ask sincerely for what I need. And promise God that if the door would just open, I will step in. Did you ever think God may be holding back some of your blessings because he knows if he opens the door for you, you ain't going to step in. You're not going through. Yes, yes. Ah, oh, yes, it's tough. <laughs> I believe God is saying he wants to open new doors for you. But you got to get up and walk through it. I want to tell you about my sister Linda. And I hope she gets to see this. The word to get to her. Somebody going to say, ooh, your sister was talking about you. Yes. Uh, many years ago, I had just really started teaching. I had been teaching maybe, maybe eight, ten years. And I went to another school. Uh, before I went to the other school, um, I checked with my sister Linda because she got her degree a few years after me, and she was married, and uh, her husband was a, a pastor of a small church. He was about to become pastor or whatever, but anyway, they were like in a very impoverished situation. In fact, she had the uncanny ability to laugh 
when things weren't going right. I would call and I'd say, Linda, what's going on? <laughs> they cut our lights off last night. <laughs> and you know, and I said, well, is that funny? You're going to get it? She said, well, we're going to try to pay it. Yeah, we're going to try to pay, get some, go pay it today. I said, okay. And then a couple days later, whatever. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's getting cold. I hope they don't cut the gas off, but I think they're going to cut the gas off too. And she would laugh. So, but she had a degree in her hand, and it was during the days when it was so tight and they weren't hiring teachers. They weren't. She had a degree in teaching English, just like me. And so she was at home, and she wasn't really making any effort. I said, did you go out? Did you go back down to the board? Did you just, no, oh, they're not hiring. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Well, she says she found her a place in the house at one time, and she didn't even want her husband, Pastor Edward Whitehead, to know this, but she found a place in the house. And she went down on her knees to pray, and she said, God, now you see us. And we know we're not supposed to be in this situation, position. She said she was praying. She was praying. Well, meanwhile, I'm teaching at one school, and I get a call from a girlfriend at another school. And, and they called me down to the office. I went to the office, and they said, this is your friend such and such from Kelly High School. And I said, really? She said, yeah. And I got, I got on the phone, and I said, yeah, what's up? She said, didn't you say you have a sister that teach? Uh, that has an education degree. I said, yeah, but she doesn't have a job. She says, well, if she could get here by 1 o'clock today, she says she has a job because they don't even want to go to the board. They don't even want to go through that process right now. If she, I can guarantee she'll get here, she'll get a job. So I said, what? Linda says she was on her knees when I rang that phone. Oh, my God. I rang the phone. I said, Linda, I said, can you get dressed and get over to Kelly High School? Can you do it in the next hour or two? They want you to come in. And, you're, and she said, what? She said, but I don't have nothing to wear. Okay, you know what I said? Sometimes God opens up a door right away, and we got all these excuses. We won't step through it. I said, girl, you better put on anything. And get over there, man. And she went and they hired her on the spot. Amen. Hallelujah. And Linda was teaching school. Amen. Everything changed. When God speaks change and he opens up doors, he tells you to get up and go and walk, you better do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to look at the third point of wisdom and instruction, and I'm about to finish. The third point of instruction and wisdom that comes from this story is seen when the man walking now and carrying his bed is stopped by the Pharisees. You know that? They said, hey, God, you know it's the Sabbath day. What are you doing carrying your bed? That's working, laboring through the streets with that bed. Why are you doing that? You know it's illegal on the Sabbath day. And you know what he said? We just read He said, all I know. Is the man that told me, that told me to get up and walk, told me to carry my bed too. He said, so I got up and I'm walking, I'm carrying my bed. That's all I know. That it was the same man that, that healed me, told me to get up and walk. Hallelujah. The third point of wisdom from our story, beloved, when Jesus begins to bless you, to change your situation, everybody is not going to be happy about it. Oh, my God. 
They're not gonna be happy about it. No, you will be challenged. Paul said, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and pressing forth to those things which are before, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Yes, sometimes when God begins to change your situation, you still got to press forth and you got to press forth past the naysayers. And those who are going to try to stop you, going to place things in your way, you keep going. If God told you to get up and do it, you get up and do it. Amen. You don't listen to them. Mm. Some people just like it when you're miserable and needy and counting on them to help you. You know that? As soon as you start getting blessed and don't need them anymore, mm, for some reason they don't come around, they don't like it no more. You know? Yeah. Paul said in Romans 8 and 28, for we know that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. You're called according to his purpose today. You're sitting here under the sound of my voice and God wouldn't send a message like that unless it was for you and for me. Amen. When God speaks good in your situation, bad changes to good yeah when God speaks light in your darkness darkness disappears when God speaks life dead situations disappear that man had been at that pool 38 years it seemed like it was a done deal he was gonna be crippled and dead and sitting there and miserable all his life but when God spoke life when Jesus said get up and walk new life Spring in those legs. Jesus said the words that I speak unto you. Mm, they are spirit and they are life. If you hear Jesus speaking to you, you better believe this life. It's a change. There's newness for you. Our Sunday school lesson all over again. There's something new. Hallelujah. That God wants for you. And I'm concluding now. Those naysayers and those people that are trying to hold you back. My grandmother, who had had a stroke, she would say, and she would sit in our living room, and there were all at any time five, six girls at the house. Mama raised eight girls, and as the other ones, as everybody got married and moved out, there were still girls. And I remember Grandma, because we had gone to Mississippi and brought up to live with us up here, and she was bowed and she was stroked and we come home complaining you know what such and such said and you know what such and such said and they don't like me the teacher said i was the only one got the a on the test and you know what such and such say and my grandmother say you hear and you don't hear see her voice had changed from the stroke you see and you don't see and so we thought that was nonsense what in the world you know what is she saying you hear, but those were some words of wisdom. Hallelujah. You just ignore. Yeah, you hear them talking about you. You hear them saying you'll never be this and you'll never do that and you'll never, oh, look at you. You think, yeah, you see and you don't see. You hear and you don't hear. Ah, hallelujah. Let them fuss with themselves. This same grandmama said even a fool will fuss with himself long. <laughs> yeah. Yes. God said work in your life. 
He restores and he activates. The psalmist says he restores my soul. How many of you here today need your soul restored? Yes, hallelujah. Yeah, the psalmist says my cup runneth over. Yeah, with blessings. And when the saint of God has faith in what God can do, don't you know mountains even flee before you? Yeah, Moses and the people of Israel saw the Red Sea open and they got a chance to walk right through. Why? Because God changed that situation. Yes, yes. Don't you know we still serve a mighty God? Yes, hallelujah. Yes, in the year of 2022, angels still bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Yes, what it takes from you today, as God changes your situation, is a new attitude. If you think you can receive this today, all that God is speaking in this place today, why don't you stand and let God know, hey, I received this word. Yeah, God, I'm going to get up and walk, God. Yeah, wherever you place me, whatever you're doing for me, God. Yeah, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Wondrous Jesus. Oh, God, wondrous Jesus. Yeah, wondrous Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, wondrous Jesus. Pastor Wayne, come up here. Hallelujah, wondrous Jesus. Yeah, God, wondrous Jesus. Oh, yeah, God.